down the road, you'd be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the ones you did. So dream, explore, say yes to life. Be inspired to live life as an exciting adventure of discovery. You are listening to the Inspire Possibility Show, and I'm your host, Mark Sussman. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the Inspire Possibility Show. This is Mark Sussmill. And every week I have conversations with people I consider cutting-edge thought leaders, people that, can, that I can learn from and hopefully you can learn from. And what is one of the most difficult topics to understand? And in my mind, it would be relationships. I, I just find they're, they're a mystery and um, and, it, and the question is, is there a reason why it's a mystery? And so I invited somebody who I considered an expert in this area. He's a well-known author. It's Dr. Gary Salyer. He's the author of Safe to Love Again. And that's a great question in terms of, of in all our relationships, are we really uh, willing to let go? Are we afraid to totally let go? And totally be vulnerable and, and and we've all been burned at times and and um, I remember years ago when I was in my 20s I used to play the guitar and sing and I met somebody and I guess I was trying to impress her and I sang this song and she looked me in the eyes and she goes hey man you don't have to do this we've all been burned so it's that mm-hmm. thing we've all been burned but but how do we get over it and that's that's why Hopefully Gary will enlighten us. And so, Gary, I'm really honored to have you on my show, and I know I'm going to gain from this. And um, welcome. Thank you, Mark. The honor is mine as well. So happy to be here. Wow, that's a yeah. powerful. What song were you singing to her? Just curious. It was called Love. It, it, Love. Go, it was like a poem that I put to music. And, I go, and, it, and the very first line is love why try to figure it out my anxious friend it here it's here one minute and gone the next and breaks every rule you ever made up that's how it starts Mm. and surrender yourself to that loving feeling that moves you (laughs) don't fight it don't fight it and Mm. remember there's no promise of tomorrow which is a little bit different than what you're saying you're talking about in your material it's about lasting love and, exactly. and and what what exactly do you mean by lasting love? I mean forever or well, there's a there's an expiration date on all of us. <laughs> so forever. Okay. <laughs> so last year was an expiration date. <laughs> Most folk enter this life with an expiration date. We simply notice that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But lasting is that it. You know what you talk about. You know, most love goes away. I talk about the paradise lost, that uh, pattern of people that. When the question is, after enough painful experiences where love goes away, then the brain begins to look for it. And it begins to say, when does love go away? And then it begins to do little preemptive strikes to make sure. Well, if it's going to go away, Uh I'll leave first. Or I'll blow it up first. Uh 
So lasting uh-huh. love is that. It's not painful. It's not, you know, we're stuck in this. You know, it's not like those old marriages that no matter how bad it got, you were staying in it, right? Uh-huh. It's, it's good, it's secure, and it's lasting because it's so good. Uh, it's so loving. It's the, you know, it's what, uh, when you are, you know, like I talk about in the, the book, when you when you are giving these four feelings that tell us our love, it's so good you, you just want to keep making it better and you want to keep it going. Instead of, oh, what part of me wants to get out? So lasting is is when when we give each other these wonderful feelings and we all feel loved, who wants to leave? Uh-huh. And that, but yeah. doesn't that assume like both people are fairly healthy emotionally and spiritually and mentally? It does. and uh, Or they have done the work to get there. You know, um, yeah. And healthy is... Is a good term I, I talk about, you know, in the book. An attachment theory, what we're talking about, is do they have a secure love style where they, where they give each other these four wonderful feelings of love and they they receive them. Uh, one of the best definitions. Let, let's, for, yeah, let's talk about ahead. those, Gary. Those, those four. Okay. Just would you talk about the four fundamental feelings of love? Mm-hmm. You want to you want to uh, yeah. talk about that? And, yeah, in the book, you know, it's attachment theory, and that's just a fancy term for the science of how your brain is lo- is wired to love and be loved. And we've been studying that for a hmm, good 75 years. Uh, and there was a, lo- a little test, uh, a, a very significant um, experiment done many, 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 many years, about 70 years ago, called the strange ex- uh, situation. And the strange situation took babies, one to one and a half years old, and they separated them from from their moms for just a short period of time. And then they watched how these kids reacted to the reunion when they got back with mom. And what they found out, and especially after they did longitudinal studies and they tracked these kids for 20 and 30 years, that based on the way they responded to being separated and, and the reunion, they had a particular what they called an attachment style. I call them a love style. And these these attachment styles would track for the rest of their life. And we found out there were three major types. There's the secure type, and those types, uh, they, they feel loved. And when mom came back to the room, they calmed down easily. And they grow up to be people who pick pretty good partners, and they keep lasting relationships, and they're good with relationships. They're comfortable uh, depending on somebody and being dependent on there were two other types of babies, though. The first ones were kind of precociously mature. They were they just stayed playing with their 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 toys, and they didn't seem to mind that mom left at all. In fact, and they didn't do much at the return. Uh, what we found out later, that's not maturity. They just had checked out. They were they weren't expecting mom to make a response, so they toned it all down. They had a flight response. Uh, from love. So when they grow up, they're very emotionally dismissive, or you would call they've been known as Mr. and Mrs. Unavailable, or no commitment. And, what? Um, unavailable, you said? Yeah, unavailable. They're called avoidance. Yeah. Yes, they have an avoidant love style. The other one were the ones that they uh, they had gotten enough responses, but then sometimes not, and sometimes a response, and sometimes not. But some part said, I'm going to fight to lock this down. And they would get all angry at mom leaving and sometimes hit her, but yet not want to leave her. And these become the drama kings and queens of the world. They are the ones that are always asking you, when does love leave? You know, uh, 
Or did you? Why didn't you text me in ten minutes? Uh, where were you last night? Now these, and so I asked the question: What tells that one-year-old child that's secure that they're loved? Because whatever it is, if you can track a secure love style to one to one and a half years old, that's the beginning. That's the essence. That's the starting point. And. Right. <clears throat> Uh, as as anybody that's ever dealt with a child knows, there's no logic involved here. There's no feeling. I mean, not feeling. There's no story. There's no identity. There's not even beliefs. All that comes on later to explain what was already put in the system. The only thing that you have at one is feelings. That's all that's running, feelings. So then I began to ask the question, what? feelings because surely not all feelings are the same and it turns out when you you do the research four key feelings tell a child they're loved and they're the same and that becomes our gps for love for the rest of our lives and it turns out the same four feelings are the ones that tell couples they're loved or whether they're in trouble or not whether singles and tell them whether they're going to pick a good partner or not those feelings are have i been welcomed with joy how do I feel worthy and nourished to have my needs met, to reach out and know that the universe will, will, will reach back and my partner will reach back? Do I feel cherished and protected, which means I get to be a me, but in a we, not a we or a me, but in an empowering, supportive we? And then do I get to be empowered with choice when we feel welcomed and worthy, cherished and empowered, we feel loved. And if we have any other feeling like unwelcomed or unworthy or uncherished or disempowered running in the relationship, that's when we don't feel loved and we tend to opt towards either anxious or secure. Four feelings tell your brain how to, whether you're loved or not. And those same, whatever feelings we have, tell you who to pick in a partner and how to create and maintain a so relationship. So let's go over those four feelings. I, I you're mm -hmm. saying welcome. You're talking about welcome is one. Yeah, welcome with joy. It's like good afternoon, so, Mark. Yeah. Welcome joy, empowered welcome with joy. Welcome with joy. And it is. So that's one, right? Mm-hmm. Worthy and, then, and nourished to have your needs met. Okay. Cherished and protected. Cherished empowered and with protected. choice. Cherished and protected. Empowered with choice. Empowered with choice. Right. No sore feelings. Uh huh. And and your and and so your thing is that these are what a healthy relationship supports. Exactly. All really great couples are give and take these four feelings freely. And the moment they're not, then things start going south. Uh, I was mm -hmm. just talking with a couple last week. And and they both and I asked them to do an assessment, one to ten. How well do you feel welcomed by the other person? Worthy, cherished. And they both looked at each other, and they have a pretty good um, relationship. They have a few things, and they both looked and said, you know, we don't do very good at welcoming each other. In the mornings or when we come home, we kind of get lost in our stuff. We do a horrible job at that. That's and they think, hmm, this is how we can make it better. But sometimes mm -hmm. when there's enough missing feelings, that's when love dies. That's when love does not last. Because who wants to be in a relationship where you, they don't light up to see you? Where they're, they're right. not that, yeah, who wants to be in that relationship? Where you can't have your right. needs met. 
or you're not protected, or you have no voice and you have no choice. Nobody wants those. That's that's unloving. Where where does you know? I mean, I I, I agree with all you're saying, and there's also an and. Mm-hmm. Is people are what what way I way I see it is that people everybody's on a path, and if one person is into evolving, and the other isn't. It's it's very challenging to last, and how do you account for that? Because people are always they've had different you know they come into a relationship with different life experiences, and mm-hmm. they sometimes outgrow each other or or just change. How does how does that factor in in this idea that that um, you know it's going to last? I mean, in terms of maybe we're all we're all like growing and changing, and and it's just a question of. Are we doing it at the same rate, and, and where, do, where does commitment come into this? Okay. There's, there's a I lot of I asked more than one that. question, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start it off with a story. Actually, about ten story. of them. Yeah, there are. And these are all great questions because a lot of conscious people, I know you're based in Marin, there's a lot of conscious people doing a whole lot of work, right? And I can yeah. still remember... One couple come in me, very distressed, and they had done every transformational guru in the book. Tony Robbins, the $100,000 program, right? They had done Joe Dispenza, and they had done Bruce Lipton, and I mean the, and you, Abraham, you name it, they had done it, right? And right. what they said to me in the first session was telling. We thought by working on ourselves, we would have a better relationship, but it hasn't happened. Uh-huh. It's because they didn't have a we. They had two uh-huh. me's, and that cherished and protected is the ability to be a me and an empowering we. All great couples right. have a we. Now, that we uh, wants to maintain an attuned response to the other, and it, that reminds me of when I was 21, I was in my undergraduate, and I was uh, in a degree for marriage and family, and the professor brought in three couples for us to interview and talk to. One of when we're newlyweds, I, I knew them because they were seniors, um, and they had just got married over the summer. Then there were those old people who were in their 40s, <laughs> married 20 or 25 yeah. years. Right? And then there was this couple that was 93 and 88. And I will never forget one of the football players who wasn't all that respectful. said, he looked at this guy, and he says, so what's it like being married to the same woman for 93 years? Oh, yeah. And this guy had the most incredible response. They've been married 63 years. And this tells you why. He looked at this young man. He says, young man, if you think you're going to be married to the same woman for 63 years, I got news for you. You are not. He goes, I have been married to five different women. And every 10 to 12 years, she changed and I would have to change with her. And he proceeded to name the five different women and how different they were. And she was just nodding and approval and just beaming. And he says, the fact of the matter is about every 10 to 12 years, your relationship changes, she changes, sometimes you change. And the difference is, are you going to change with it or are you going to stay in your heels? This is what the masters do. They have a we. And that we says, oh, they're growing, I need to grow. 
But it's when two people get stuck in need, and both of them are. The one doing their all their growth, I've got to work on myself, is just as much into the me as the person saying, oh, I'm good with my experiences the way it is. They're both stuck in a me. And the key you know, in every great relationship back is do they have a yeah, we. To the me and, yeah, to the me and the we. A friend of mine mm-hmm. who who's actually a rabbi, he looked at the me as disease. Me, me is disease, whereas we is with ease. I wouldn't say that. Kind of a I like it. There's some huh? things about it, but I think it's both, not either or. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because yeah. what happens if you have too much we? If this right is you get to be a me and a we. If it gets split, then right. you get two me's. Now, if you get two, two me's that coalesce into one we, it takes two strong me's and the strength of two individuals to, make, to create the strength of we. So you get what – there are several things. Sometimes you can get what would be termed a codependent relationship where one erases the experience of the other, and then there's some resentment. Or they, or, but nobody wants to be married to themselves, so they lose polarity, and they wonder why their sex life is no longer there. You, know, there's, you, you have to have two people – we are individuals, and we are human. We, our identity is precious, but it, there needs to be a bigger investment in this third energy I call the we. So it's a me and a we. It's a balancing. You come apart, and you be a we. And then you come home to the secure base of the other, and you experience in the we, and you get replenished, and you get restored. And you go out and explore the world, and you and you pursue the higher acts of your, the aspirations and dreams of your life, and you come home to the safe port, and you get rebuilt and refurnished, because sometimes that higher wire act of our dreams and aspirations is a little tougher. We take a fall. But there's someone to be the safety net underneath us. You can go, you know, most of us, we don't mind being on the high wire act, but we would like to have a safety net too. This is what the we does. And so it takes two me's and a we, not one or the other. So I don't think the me is disease unless it's all me. It has, it's, if it's a uh-huh. me so I like that, that has so a we self. Two me's, yeah, two mm-hmm. me's and a we. Two so me's let me do this. and a we. Hang on. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to uh, just remind our listeners you're listening to the Inspire Possibility Show. Dr. Gary Soller is my guest today. He's the author of Safe to Love Again. And Gary, tell, tell people how they can get your book and how, and I know you give workshops and trainings and how people can get a hold of you. Well, uh, it's on Amazon at the moment. I'm going to work at getting it into some pub, uh, you know, places like Barnes and Noble. But right now, it's only on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and type in Safe to Love Again. And it's, you'll see a beautiful book that's got a, a, a balloon, a red balloon heart rising above the clouds of distress and with a blazing sunrise of love. Um, now, to reach me, uh, I'm right now I'm going to be doing some, some, some workshops later on, but right now I'm doing mostly one-on-one work. If that's the case, go to my website, GarySalyer.com, G-A-R-Y-S-A-L-Y-E-R. You can contact me, and you can ask me questions. You can see if it's right to work with me. And there's also, you know, you can sign up for my email, in which you'll get a bunch of uh, two- and four-minute um, uh, videos that some preview the book, some are by other people like John Gray or Aria Ford, and with a lot of relationship advice. So the best way is to go to get the book is go on Amazon, search for Safe to Love Again, or come to my website, GarySager.com, where you can uh, contact me if you feel like it. 
Right. So I got, I got another question. In the materials that I've reviewed for, for the show, you mentioned that there were two things that people kind of uh, do that prevent them from getting into relationship. The two things. And, and I would, two things. And I'm wondering if you can tell us what they are and kind of talk about that. Well, there's actually a lot of things that keep them from forgetting, but most of the time, you know, I think what keeps most people out of a relationship is they don't, there's, there's almost an epidemic of unworthiness out there. They've been treated unworthiness. There's so many people that don't, that feel like they're wrong, they're damaged goods. I'm not enough. I've never, I can't measure up. <clears throat> um, about a month ago, um, a woman, I was speaking and hang on, uh, hang, you're, you're speaking to the phone, please. Yeah, I am speaking. Losing to you. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I lost you for, for a about, second. Oh, that's funny. That was like quarter of an inch difference. Um, I was speaking and a woman waved her friend over and said, "Oh, this is Dr. Gary, and he just wrote a book." And she looks like she just seen a ghost, and she goes, "Oh no, not another book to tell me how wrong I am." And mm. so, yeah, she felt so undeserving, like I'm so wrong. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is we live in a culture where, you know, you know, the websites and the uh, the dating apps are making it seem like have have you done Pilates and do you do this and you know have you read Dossier right. and and who yeah. measures up to all that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or you get ghosted, yeah. or you get stood up. Um, right. None of that makes you feel welcomed either. I'm not welcome, but certainly not worthy. So we've yeah. got a lot of messages, and I think the first thing is to is to realize you deserve love, and right. you deserve someone that lets that. It's, it's that interesting. On my, you know, I totally agree with you. On my website, I have a little 90 second video right on right on the website is about what I call practicing self-love. Because if you don't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. And and you have to feel, as you said, worthy. To feel worthy and that you deserve love and and that you're lovable. Exactly. So that's a great insight. What's Now I'm really curious what the second one is. The other one is you have to have real hope. Real hope. Now, a funny thing happens when people real begin hope, feeling... Real hope, Real hope. Hope. A lot of people feel hopeless. There's also an epidemic of hopelessness out there. That, you know, I'm never going to find him. He doesn't exist. She doesn't exist. Um, and what I found out that a lot of people, when they've been hurt enough, when they've made to feel not good enough or wrong enough, some part says, do I want to get in a relationship and feel that again? And it begins to delete when it's, you know, all the places when it looks out. Uh, it begins to delete all the possibilities, so you just don't notice it. There's a part of our brain that directs our attention, and it begins to subconsciously delete out uh, the good prospects as a way of making sure we don't get in a relationship and we don't get hurt. And, of course, the cure is worse than the, than the disease, so to speak. What happens is people feel hopeless, because, and then they stop trying. Because they no longer, some part of their brain is saying, it's gotten so painful, I'm just going to take everything off the board so they don't even notice it. <clears throat> Your brain's trying to You know to what I'm you. thinking? Hmm. It, 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 I, I think it's kind of, that's what you just said is kind of related to the first one. Mm-hmm. You know, if they oh. feel worthy of love, they feel they're, you know, it's going to happen where 
if they don't feel worthy, they're going to feel hopeless. I mean, I think it's, I think it comes down to what you know your first point about worthiness that you deserve love. They are yeah. definitely related. Uh, that's why I say everybody deserves love that lasts. <clears throat> deserves. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. when you know when you are worthy. And you feel worthy. This is I call these reference feelings. Your brain uses these whatever feeling you got as a reference for what it's allowed, who it can pick, and how it creates a relationship. So if you feel worthy, you will scan the universe for people who will make you feel worthy back. And now this is the, the fly in the ointment. If you feel unworthy, it will use that as its reference point, and it will scan the world for people that make you feel unworthy. So the trick is to, at the core of your being, in your body and your and the deepest parts of your unconscious, to restore this feeling of worthiness uh, and the other one's feelings as well, so that your brain uses those secure feelings to pick and to create. Then things go So, Gary, Gary, so here's the $64,000 question. I agree mm-hmm. with what you said, right? But how do you how do you change that feeling from unworthiness to worthiness what do you need to do to make that happen i mean i think somebody said yeah that's great but how do i do that you know call I do, you? Uh, there's some things that what we need yes. to do call gary okay. well take your you workshop you have to do the you need to do the deep work i wrote the book as a roadmap there's also you know there's some free gifts that you can go to. I do some trans, some little meditations and transformational things on a free gift site. Uh, but the the deep work is you have to have someone that knows how to deal with these 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 four feelings and these rights I talk about. So you could, you know that come from these feelings, and you have to restore them. You have to do some pretty deep work. So you, it's not just thinking. It's feeling. So it's not just your prefrontal cortex doing this little thing on logic and reading the book. It's the deep part of you as a child that learned, uh, or maybe sometime later in life, sometimes I was unworthy, or I'm not welcomed, or I'm not cherished, or I'm not, or I'm disempowered. It's swapping those out. And when you can feel them in your core and your gut and in the, you know, the uttermost recesses of your mind, that's when love changes it's really feeling a different way and that's for both men and women by the way if you're a man out there you have to run these same feelings so in your book do you go into more detail about how people can change this mindset this belief system I talk about how it changes. If uh, I have to admit, I couldn't give a manual for what I do in the chair. Or that'd be a, that would have been a manual for a therapist. <laughs> I wrote this for everybody. Uh-huh. But I did show them the right. roadmap. And there are some, uh, uh-huh. some meditation. I, start, I can start off. I start giving them what I call perceptual filters so that they can, can begin to let in the possibilities for these six rights I talk about in the book so that they can start they can train their brain to start realizing you know ways i can feel welcomed or worthy uh because you know these what we are given by these core feelings is a set of rights six of them specifically and if we have a right to exist and a right to have our needs met and a right to separate and belong which is the same as being a me and a we uh, a right to create our own experience and not let someone else be the standard. Our own experience, uh, a right to assert and have voice and choice, and a right to love and be loved. If we have these rights, and these are 
birthright. We, we have a right to our needs and to be able to speak up and to be loved and of these others. Then we will choose uh, a partner who reflects them back. And the, the rub in the program is we are always having the experience we have the rights for. So if someone feels unworthy, then they don't have a right to, to reach out for their needs. And they, they give and give and give rather than, and they can't take. So they will find a taker. And they won't because their brain only has a right for that experience. Or if they were disempowered and didn't have a right to create their experience, they will find someone who will dominate them <laughs> or disregard all of their right. own experience. Um, so so if you have the right, to, then you choose better. Yeah. We need to kind of wrap up here. And we have to have a couple of minutes left. I like to always ask my, my guests what, what inspires them right now. What inspires me right now is, I'll be honest with you, uh, it's my work with uh, people. Uh, there's something beautiful when a couple comes in and says, we've been to five or six therapists, and it's either you or the attorneys. And they, and they do the work, mm-hmm. and they are back loving each other in a way they never even imagined. Or a single person says, hey, you know, I keep having the same Groundhog Day. I keep having the same old Mrs. Wrong or Mr. Wrong showing up. And then you work with them and Mr. Right shows up or Ms. Right. And suddenly they have found someone who truly loves them. Um, And just getting out the message into the world like what you're helping me to do here today, Mark, uh, you're giving me a beautiful feeling of empowered uh, and worthy to, to get my message out that love can be safe when we don't have to have a generation of, with a 50% divorce rate and ghosting and all those other things. So, you know, that's what excites me, knowing that some part of me is is creating more love in the world, and that's enough to get me up and going every day. <laughs> what a worthy, what a worthy mission, Dharma, having more, inspiring people to love more. So thank you, Gary, for being our guest today and encourage everybody out there to contact Gary and and get his book, Safe to Love Again. And remember, every week I invite various individuals that I consider cutting-edge thought leaders. And until next week, in the meanwhile, journey on. Thanks for listening. I hope you feel inspired to take the next step in your life. And if you haven't already, please take the time to visit my website at inspirepossibility.com and discover the various services and products we offer that could just very well change your life.